Hey guys, this might be my last episode, my last intro to the podcast. How wild is that? It's crazy. The journeys we've been on. The guests that we have today might be the first and last that we have that didn't meet me or Louie from band, jazz, theater, any of that kind. Regardless, it is still a very good episode, very fun. We both love these humans. They are very good humans and hope you guys enjoy the episode. So without further ado, for my last time, music, take it away. I feel like I'm in the Harvard of podcasts right now. <laughs> would you say you're honored to be here, Hamas? Would I say I'm honored to be here? Uh... <laughs> Not personally, no. <laughs> no. Thank you guys for having me on. Should we get started? You let all that good material go go to waste. I just recreate something. it. Just recreate let, it. Let's just re- say everything we've said in the past few minutes. All right. Just try. Yeah. Try to re-say all of it. All right. Ready? No, I'm not. Re- I'm not saying everything again. Welcome to my <laughs> FBI agent, hosted by. Oh wait, oh, and you gotta, you gotta be quiet so they can do the oh, intro. Oh, your FBI agent, not my FBI agent. Oh, you don't even know the name of the podcast. Yeah. No, oh. no, I That's recall it my FBI agent because Deer is so formal. I know he's listening. Clearly, we're <laughs> formal people. Owen, Den, how are we doing? I am clammy. Your hands are clammy. Or your whole Just body my, is clammy. My persona right now is clammy. It's a, it's a clammy aura. You look kind of clammy. Are you feeling okay? I'm feeling fine. Okay. So, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> Owen, you're doing clammy. How has Ben? Ben, Owen's you... clammy. I'm cold and damp. I can't. If Owen's clammy, I can't be clammy. Am I not? It's clammy, Harry. I can't copy Owen because. We're roommates, and so if we don't have very distinct personalities, we will adopt one personality and share it. <laughs> that is a good point, and there's like a little kind of story I have here about this, about how we can't share kind of the same exact experience, but we really want the same like experience in a lot of things. So, you know, our first semester of college, not just ended, you know, winter breaks happened for a while, but our first semester of college was pretty eventful for us. I mean, we, we experienced a lot and we met a lot of people and we tried a lot of things for the first time. That was really exciting. You know, if you look at that achievement list, you know, one-to-one about meeting new significant others and going out and figuring out a club or an activity we'd like to do and struggles with classes, it would look you know, relatively neck and neck, like we were really boxing it out for who had the better semester. You had the better semester. I, I don't know. I think you had a pretty great semester too. No, I'm miserable. Would you say you had a better semester than the majority of students over the country? I think we would. Ben, as a roommate, has style to it, has just <laughs> a f- different sense of fashion to being a roommate. And that was interesting to me because he would get things done way, way, way different than I would approach them. And whether it was homework, you know, doing them while in bed, 
Well, it had took me, you know, two showers and a cup of coffee to get up in the morning to do it. Or whether it was, I would say, going for walks because Ben is a competitive walker out here, Ben. So this is something we ask everyone, you know, just for a review for us to be fond of these old memories and to explain to everyone else who's listening how we actually know you guys, if you guys want to each talk about your first encounters, reactions of meeting each of us and when that happened. And we can start with Ben because Ben has not gotten a lot of action yet. My first strong memory of Jonah was um, he was sort of the patriarch of my preschool. He's an old man for our grade. He's, he's an obvious baby. While you can look at him now and say, yeah, he's developmentally in line with his peers back then. <laughs> he was... He I've, was I've, I've, I've slowed my mental progression <laughs> now where everyone else is caught up to me. If not past. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he had this huge developmental gain over, over his competitors. You don't know. You were going to say huge something else. Okay. Didn't, Louis... They were I'm talking like about talking about three year old oh three year old Jonah. Oh okay. Hey, uh, FBI agent. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody n- knew quite how to read yet, except for Jonah. Sort of knew. He used to sit in the corner with an I Spy book. He would do the I Spy book and show people where things were in the I Spy book, and people would line up to ask Jonah questions because he was so much smarter than everybody else. And so once it was my turn to ask him a question and I asked him where popcorn comes from. Uh, yes. Because as a three-year-old. That's exactly what I said too, the ah, uh, yes, that deep. That's how I responded. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As, as a three-year-old, nothing puzzles you more than where uh, popcorn comes from. The nature of its origins was a mystery to many. And so... Jonah looked me in the eye and he said, Ben, popcorn comes from corn. And it blew my mind. And I still remember to this day, every, every time I think about Jonah, I think about my first strong interaction with Jonah, which was, which was that. That's hard to beat, that, the first reaction. I think yeah. that might be my top one on this show so far. That's, it's a good first impression. Yeah. And for Louis, Louis was kind of a mystical figure before I knew him. I heard the rumors about him from AP World class. I heard he was he was a force to be reckoned with. He's a brilliant musician, and so he was he was in the band above me. I didn't catch up to, to Louis until senior year, but I remember meeting Louis for the first time. He just has so much chaotic good energy, and I I just you just gotta embrace that and and and, and work with it. And and I'm I'm glad I did because he he's a really nice guy and. He really made my high school experience a lot, a lot more interesting. And did you smoke before you came on this podcast? No. The, I don't have a camera. Maybe you just uh, <laughs> just a little zooted right now. Why? Why do? Why does everybody think that? Oh, goodness. Ben, resident stoner. I'm not. I'm. <laughs> hey, he he came prepared. He came prepared. He did, at least, yeah. Well, thank you, Ben. <laughs> thank you very much. Astounding reviews. Thank you. If uh, Owen, you can also answer this question if you want to. I absolutely can, and I probably I should, I will. probably should have gone second, so <laughs> Owen, so Owen didn't have to go after. I'm definitely getting the silver medal here, but that's all right. Because speaking of medals, and more particularly speaking of sports, I would say quite bluntly, 
that Louie and Jonah might be the real reason why I quit baseball because they both did the things in baseball that I wanted to do better than me, if that makes sense. Because I met them both uh, probably the summers of 2012 through 2014 in the Skokie Indians Little League. You know, not, not the politically correct actual Indians, still the Native American logo with no Native American players. But I was a seventh grader. So I wasn't thinking like that. I was thinking about two things. I was thinking about how I could get played and how I could get the team to laugh at my jokes. For anyone who knows me, those goals haven't changed even after baseball. But in baseball, the two things I wanted most was experience out on the field and laughter. So my dad was always a coach of Little League, and I don't know how the draft or something worked in Little League, but it just so happened that Almost every season, spring, summer, or fall, I would either end up on a team with Louie or Jonah. And before any academic or extracurricular involvement, I only saw them in their stirrups, their baseball uniforms, and with those caps on, ready to go out there and dominate whatever came our way. And uh, Jonah, I believe, was the first person on the team uh, that I met. And Jonah has always had as Ben put it, this wisdom to him, this charisma and this leadership, just, I, I think it's in the eyebrows, but it really is that look he has on his face. And as the team's gathering around at practice or before games warming up, Jonah always, always, always knew what to say that made the guys a little bit more ready to play. It'd be requoted by the coaches. It would be I think my dad had a whiteboard that he would write some of your sayings on, like you were some young Confucian baseball player, second baseman or shortstop. And I always knew that if I wanted to be liked by the team, I had to go to Jonah. Jonah was always nice as well. He really took his time to hear what people had to say. And it doesn't surprise me now that he is a host of this wonderful podcast. And then on the other hand, Louis. Louis was my arch rival on the teams because as it turned out that Louie and I would often be vying for the same spots and same positions on teams as both the young first baseman or outfielder. They're both lefties. Both lefties. Both hit pretty well contact, but not, not for power. Not for power. <laughs> he and I, he and I were always the last two on the bench. And more often than not, I was the last one on the bench. So <laughs> I was really looking up to Louie, man. But not with that godlike wonder Jonah carries, with that bitter impressiveness and impressed kind of tendencies that a younger sibling might look up to an older sibling with. To me, it wasn't about wanting you to do badly because no, I knew that you could play and you could play better than I could. And I liked that. But what I also liked is the fact that- Owen's a baseball cuck. I am a baseball cuck. <laughs> Or rather, I'm too scared to be a baseball cook, but, <laughs> but I just wanted to be more like Louie in the way he just worked hard. And that carried over academically, it carried over to him becoming the legend of the AP courses. The teachers, not pet, but the teachers. Nightmare? I was going <laughs> to, I don't know, a feral creature in their backyard. The arguments with Holman, uh, you caused her a lot of headaches, but even more so, I think just your musings with Stucky, AP US history, and all of my memories of you in Spanish class, either bending the rules in only the Louis way, or making sure that nobody was left behind, even though most of the time you were at last. So 
in terms of both Jonah and Louie, I've always had good memories with you two, and you have been prominent figures in the baseball video game that was my youth. My God, I repaid you only $5. I didn't expect to get <laughs> worth out of that. And for another 15 minutes, let's see if you can last. I wanted to mention this because I still have the picture on our on my door. There was one year where you we were on a team, the three of us, where it's basically just Louie and the entire travel team. Like, yeah, your dad coached the Expos. And it was just Louie and the travel team. And it was one of the greatest <laughs> The travel team sounds like a great indie band. Then let's go to that concert after it's over. <laughs> so, Bernie Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> you both were... Uh, well, and are um, tremendous Bernie Sanders supporters. You were doing the primary. What made him such an attractive candidate for you both? Healthcare policy is, is a big deal because at, le- at least personally, I think it should be a basic, basic human right. I'm, I'm very privileged to have all of these things taken care of for me. And I don't think anybody who suffers with a similar affliction should be on their own. It is the job of, of the government to provide these social services to people who need them. That's my main point. I really, really hate rich people. So that helps. I mean, he's also just a PILF, P meaning president. No, he's not a PILF. I knew P was for president, but he, not this time. Not this time. He's not getting the next one, but 2028, he's going to have his brain transplanted to a younger person's body. Yeah, the Nixon in a jar. I, w- I would vote for the head of Bernie Sanders. Mm-hmm. I'd vote for the pinky toe of Bernie Sanders. Like body, I was young. That's a good answer, but I really bad with that. I have definitely covered a few of these points because one of the strongest, strongest people who convinced me to actually vote or support and vote for Bernie Sanders was Louis Siegel himself um, in 2016, going all the way back to that uh, AP World class. I was probably... Well, you know, 14 at the time is so young, could not vote. But I was very convinced that Bernie Sanders was too far extreme. And over the next few years, as we quickly saw what a mistake electing Donald Trump was, you know, talking to Louis made me realize that you have to start off on an extreme to even make any progress and to not be complacent. And that continual push forward in every single seeming action of Bernie Sanders in Congress is one of the reasons why I like him so much more than I would any other politician and have kind of done more for him than anyone else. Uh, In particular, you know, the healthcare is his kind of main focus and aspect, but one often overlooked system or kind of talking point by mainstream media is the climate change response we have as a nation. And Bernie Sanders, not surprisingly, has been at that front of that push to um, regulate and change and transform our economy and our political systems towards a greener, uh, more viable future, you know, with his working of the framework of the Green New Deal, along with some other um, progressive Congress people, his push for funding all of these agencies and making sure that our government continually prioritizes the science of it and does not deny it, his trust of experts, but also his endorsement of so many of these youth and uh, young people's movements and campaigns towards a green future like the Sunrise Movement 
or figures you know that don't get as much priority as some like Greta Thunberg but at a more local level when he had his um, podcast fireside chats he would always bring on you know these young climate figures that don't get enough attention so to me as someone who knows that it's not just going to take individual actions to achieve this his work to hold companies accountable and work, work to hold our government accountable to change is really inspiring and i hope that in addition to his policies as a whole that that energy and drive he brings to congress can be continued on and learned from absolutely I, I forgot to mention one thing. Go for Bernie it. Bernie Sanders was the only candidate in this presidential election that is consistently not racist. There are pictures of Bernie Sanders from the civil rights movement protesting. Just as long as there has been a fight for equality, Bernie Sanders has been fighting it. And it's just that consistency that makes him so much more uh, appealing to me, at least, than his counterparts especially joe biden with the whole busing thing that that was really gross but you know what i settled for biden hell yeah i mean the like historically throughout time the black and jewish communities have always kind of been good to each other oh and you're not jewish right i always think you are but you're not <laughs> Owen is the opposite of jewish right have you ever looked at him i always thought you were tall, blonde hair blue eyes what remember despite the fact that for the longest time, I was staunchly atheist until I learned that agnostic is probably a better fit for that, since I'm not out here trying to disprove anyone's religion to them. I have been to a whole bunch of different coming-of-age Jewish cultural events, whether that's bar bat mitzvahs or Hanukkah parties and even a sukkah or two. I don't adhere to any religion, obviously, but um, Judaism is one I'm more familiar with. <laughs> I don't know if that really answers my. Like, it doesn't answer his question. What's question. your question? No. He, asked, he asked, "Are you Jewish?" Just say no. I said no. no. To start off, I said yeah. no. I am not okay. a, a religious in any. Way. Mic, I guess your mic wasn't as close to your mouth for that one. But All he, right. To clarify, I am not Jewish. I'm not born Jewish. I'm not inherited Jewishness. I do not represent the Jewish community. If you do not vote for me, you are not Jewish or not. I do not determine anyone's Jewishness, and I am not Jewish. <laughs> There is uh, something I remembered, Ben, that you sent me about Bernie Sanders in a Snapchat picture, and I have it pulled up here, and it says, quote, if you're not happy single, you won't be happy dating someone. Happiness comes from electing Bernie Sanders for president, not relationships. And I think that sums it up. Being in a relationship is good, too, but yeah. Can we compare it to electing Bernie Sanders for president? I don't think there's much that compares to electing Bernie Sanders as president. Yeah. I don't know if this is really a talking point or like a discussion. It's more just an observation that I would like to point out to whoever may be listening still. The Ben, our guest today, is a very rare person bringing here in the fact that he is one of maybe a few onlookers or overseers or confused face people in public to have seen and taken the season two dear fbi agent cover photo and he got to see that live i'm sure some like you guys have seen <laughs> the picture by now beautiful picture of louis in a dress crossing no. his legs with the <laughs> lovely loving oversight of jonah and i think it's a suit that would be a suit yeah. 
right in front of the beautiful Baha'i Temple. Historical. Can I, can I make a comment about that? It's a good picture, but it's really low quality because when I was taking pictures for them, they said, hey, instead of a picture, can you just take a video and we'll just take a screenshot of the video <laughs> where we like it and that will be our picture. So there is a whole video. There are several videos of us doing that. A lot of the yeah. a lot of like Instagram models do that. They do that with like expensive cameras. I no. did it with a cell phone. And when no. you do it with a cell phone, I didn't realize how, how much the quality would be affected by that. So I do apologize for the lower resolution. It turned out fantastic. You have nothing to be sorry about. So what okay. you're saying is that there's a video out there of the flirtatious budding relationship no. of cross-dressing Louis and businessman Jonah. I now have a reason to look forward to going back to campus and holding Ben's phone hostage until he shows me. <laughs> there you go. You know what just happened today? Impeachment number two. How do you guys feel about that? The only president in American history to be impeached twice. The thing is, this, well, this time in the House, 10 conservatives, uh, Republican members um, voted to impeach him, whereas last time that was not the case. Um, and additionally, the support in the Senate is a lot higher. Granted, now we have more seats in the Senate that are blue. I don't know when the Georgia runoff um, seats are, will be filled. But regardless, this time around, this impeachment is much more of a party-wide saving grace or last attempt effort to split from Donald Trump and his movement. And the backlash we're seeing corporate-wise with you know, all of these social media platforms and businesses removing all of their connections to Donald Trump and his ideas and followers, this is going to hurt the Republican Party if they decide to hold on. And the immediate reactions from Mitch McConnell and longtime um, GOP members really indicate that they are not willing to go down with Trump on this. And uh, we'll see soon, but Regardless of that, the real concern is whether or not he can be held criminally accountable afterwards once he is removed from office, whether it be now or in 10 days. I mean, he has to pack up all of his things and it's a big house. So that alone takes a couple of days. Yeah, that's the three extra days in my account for, you know, making sure that his fingertips wear down from dragging on the carpets and whatnot. If you were Joe Biden, like coming in, like, think about this. Wouldn't Joe Biden be sleeping in the same bed that Donald Trump slept in? They do wash the bed. They no, but wash. like, even if you wash the bed, there's something about that. Like, like you have to stare well, a lot. Probably, he probably has a bed that he brought. No, no. It, they'll, they'll provide him a bed. It's a White House. It's full like accommodations. Like they probably have not used the same mattress since like Jefferson. They, they probably replace it every five years or something. Donald Trump strikes me still as one of those circular waterbed guys. Really? Yeah, because just of the lack of good sleep he seems to be getting and his just eternal latching on to the like sexual fashions of the 70s. Um, like getting peed on. <laughs> <laughs> like getting peed on, putting the pee in impeachment. I wouldn't be surprised also if, you know, he had took with him all of his my pillows and his uh, cash stuffed pillowcases. His Mexico money. It's Mexico money. <laughs> he probably shouldn't hide in Mexico. I don't think they like him there. Uh, with the uh, Russian tags on the sheets. Yeah, the Russian money. Joe Biden strikes me as the type of guy who would sleep in a full-size bed just to say it made him more humble. I don't know if I'd sleep in that bed at all. Like, 
I, I don't I don't think I could do it. Too prude. It's it's just a bad. Louis, do you when you go to hotels, do you think about like the other people that have slept on the beds, or is is this yeah. an issue? Those blankets, they don't wash. They don't wash those on top. <laughs> yeah, they don't bother with those. Yeah. I mean, like I'm a germaphobe in general, so uh, hotels. I don't. I don't have like a super big of a problem with with hotel beds. It's like something in my mind that determines, okay, this is clean, good, or this is dirty, bad. We do a very hotels do a very good job to make it look like they did stuff. Yeah, and then my brain is like, oh, look clean, good. So if the sheets are blue, it's clean, and if the sheets are red, it's not clean. To put it politically, that's a political joke, Louis. Oh. How are you doing with your bed at or your bathroom at school then? I mean, it's okay. The bathroom is honestly cleaner than it than I thought it was going to be, but it's still hard to you know do your business, especially when it's a number two, when people are coming in. Like I just have this thing with my body where I cannot poo when someone walks in the door. It's too embarrassing for me. You do know you can close the doors before you go to the bathroom, Louis. Like <laughs> I, your your door should have a lock on it. No one can come. Your in stall door. I mean, I understand what I mean. I understand what you're saying. I mean, not gonna lie, I also judge people kind of silently when I'm like in the bathroom and I hear like grunts coming from the toilet over there. I'm not Owen though. For me, I'm, I'm more of a silent pooper, but a loud peer. <laughs> Said that on a podcast. I like, to, I like to uh, pee on not in the water, but like in the toilet, as to not to disturb others. That is my logic for aiming. The silent, yeah. Yeah. I like that quote. Can we put that on a shirt? I'm a silent poor, but I'm a loud peer. <laughs> hey, baby. Silent in the fact that you don't talk, but when you pee, you vocalize, or the sound of the pee is loud. You guys should have Donald Trump on here. We did. Oh, and you didn't see that episode? I, wait, I didn't. We absolutely did. Well, I need to watch that episode. And then, well, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Or you don't need to. Then remember when I um when I called you on election night eve the night. Oh my god, that Monday night was a pretty big night. I would say all around. Ben. Oh my god! Don't even talk about it. Owen was a bitch that entire <laughs> week. Oh my god! It was nightmare living with him. He was he was making noises in his sleep. He was he he was just terrified that entire week. He was like, oh my god, what if Biden loses? It was miserable to be around him. Now he's slightly less miserable to be around him. Thank you, America. I don't think Louis knows this, but it was Louis's phone call to Ben that in Ben's convincing me to join him along with Louis in Battleground Iowa Zoom calls on uh, Tuesday, November 3rd. Um, That all happened that night when Ben made sure that I would join him in that. And as someone who cannot keep their mouth closed and that week particularly could not keep my mouth closed to saying the words vote to people that made for quite the election day calling all of those people who had already either voted or decided that they weren't gonna vote next time i'll phone bank close to the election but not that close to the election because (laughs) most people didn't pick up the phone and the people that did had already voted and oh my god they were so mean those iowans they're just not great people Sorry, sorry if you're from Iowa, but this guy picked up the phone and he was just, I said, hey, who'd you vote for? And he said, it's none of your business. And it really, it really hurt because I was just, I was just trying to be a force for good in this and this guy wouldn't even tell me. But when they don't tell you, you can assume.
Yeah, you really can. You really can. With people who pick up the phone and say, in response to the have you voted, who did you vote for question, usually people are really proud to say, oh yeah, I voted Democrat all up and down the ballot. But like the Republicans will not tell you. They feel pretty bad about it. You can tell. Not all of them. Some are very vocal to tell you who that they are. Yeah. Well, those people usually struggle with like the technicality of pressing the talk button. I definitely know that it was a panic on my end of things and a general tension in Illinois. But uh, for you two, I'm just kind of curious, you know, quickly how election week went for you guys. Like you, Owen, that was an absolute terrifying, scaring me shitless week. Took me a long time to go to sleep every night. I anticipated beforehand that the results were going to take a long time to unfold and that it might not look as good on election night as it would say Friday or Saturday when we knew some finality. And so I was working pretty long hours that week. I remember phone banking and getting other people to the events. And on election day, I was working from really like 7.30, 7.45 to like 6.50 PM. So basically kind of 12 hours like getting people to that's 11 hours louis 11 hours 11 let them let them embellish a bit i felt like our our team did all of all we could there and i just thought it was a really organized effort and i suspect there that the republican party ran a pretty successful in-person election day turnout operation and that they went against COVID 19 guidelines by doing in-person canvassing and i think that played a part there there's just honestly something about Donald Trump being on the ballot that gets a certain segment of people to turn out to vote. And I think that happened in Iowa. And in the Georgia Senate races on the flip side, when he wasn't on the ballot, he didn't get as much turnout from his base, which combined with the extraordinary turnout among black voters that helped propel those two Democrats to victory there. Huge shout out to Stacey Abrams and all of the uh, Georgia enfranchisement, by the way. Absolutely. They really showed us how to actually go about registering voters. It was a stressful week for a lot of people all over the world. Because my county in Peoria is red. And the people I found myself with for the first semester are not really affiliated politically the same way I am. So it was kind of stressful dealing with that all week and during the voting process as well. What I experienced that week was more real world-like. So even though I didn't like it, you know, it's a good experience. Everyone needs to know what it's like to interact with different kinds of people. So I didn't like it, but it was a good experience to have. Do you have any 2021 New Year's resolutions that you hope to achieve this year? I don't like to set goals that are, are too too difficult for myself because then when I don't achieve them, it is not a pleasant experience. But my goal in this year isn't to be happy, but to be kind of like, okay, I just want to have an okay year. Let's say happier. Sure, 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 sure. That's, that's a good word. I think that's a good, yeah, because then it's relative. There's no definitive answer. As long as it's not 2020, it'll be a success. Owen, do you have any? None like my New Year's resolution last year, which I actually achieved. 
uh, which was pretty exciting. But uh, that one was to watch more movies. So that was a fun one because I had not, I had not been a movie guy for most of my life. Um, I'd watched them, but I never appreciated them or understood references. And movies are just such a kind of high point of what little American nationality and culture we have. I didn't even know, you know, obviously going into 2020 that we'd have such a long and arduous pandemic. Um, so that really was the way that I was able to accomplish it because I, I set a goal for about 100 movies. Now I ended up with about 88 or 89 new movies watched. And that's still pretty good. A few more, you know, more in the 90s of movies that I had seen repeats of with people. But uh, the number didn't as matter as much as the fact that I learned to enjoy movies. And so I hope to keep watching more movies into 2021. My big goal for 2021 is just to be a little bit more mindful with what I'm eating, but more in particularly drinking. I think it's very easy for me to just drink a lot of soda and just a little more water will be good for me, I hope. And um, as soon as the gyms reopen, I look forward to asking Ben if he can show me how to lift weights. Yeah, it's it's just about making sure that I'm healthier and able to be feeling better in college. I know you already asked us a question, but now is the official time when the floodgates can open for the two of you, if you would like to... Uh... A penny for your thoughts, if you will. This one goes to Jonah. So when did you become politically motivated and what was the catalyzing event for you? Because my memories of you up until fairly recently, you were pretty apolitical and sort of out of nowhere, you just stole Louis' energy <laughs> and started being political. A couple things with that. It's a, good, it's a very good question. I definitely can confidently say I am not nearly as politically inclined or active as Louis. Oh, yeah, but nobody uh, is. Plenty of people are. Plenty of people are. I remember always I would tell people all the time, I'm not going to vote. I don't. I wanted to stay distant from p political discussions because you know how I am with my thoughts and opinions and how I like those to not be, you know, necessarily shared with other people. And politics is such a, you know, grand conversation that you can have with a lot of people that I felt if I stay, you know, out of it, I don't need to be, well, yeah, if I stay out of it, I don't need to be in it. Well, there was a time where I believed, honestly, that, but because we couldn't vote that, like, we shouldn't be worried about it, like, our opinion shouldn't matter yet, because we can't do anything about it. But definitely, with the events of the past 12 months, we see how that isn't the case, how you don't need to be able to vote to change policy. But when I was actually able to vote, I could actually do something about it. Every time people, you know, ask me about politics, I'm still like, like, I don't really like to talk about it, especially because I don't do a lot of, I should do more research. I definitely know what kind of things I like about politics and what kind of things I don't and what should be okay and what shouldn't, but I don't do a lot of research on like the people. It's really as simple as just Googling Joe Biden, going to his website, clicking on the button that says policy and reading it or just skimming it in like five minutes. And then you could say, I understand politics. So I did that with Teresa Greenfield, actually, for the for the voting, because I didn't know if I needed to like tell people about her policies. Luckily, I didn't. And is the grass greener in her field? No, it's like Greenland. For the viewers out there, Jonah, <laughs> Louie, and I, along with a few other kids, all went out and, well, it was all of our first time voting in a primary election. Mm -hmm. And it was a pretty unforgettable time. But I remember seeing talking to Jonah in particular about it. And 
you know, how to go, how to go. And it seemed like you really like enjoyed going out there and making a difference. It was just a great local cause at our village hall and the people clapping for us and the people talking about it. In my opinion, it made all of us feel like we were a real part of something. So knowing and you all voted for Bernini lost. Ha ha. <laughs> yeah. But I also voted for Dick Durbin and guess who got reelected. Uh-huh. <laughs> Was there anybody in Illinois that didn't vote for Dick Durbin? <laughs> Probably Dick Durbin out of modesty. <laughs> Hearing you talk about how you wanted to make that real change, I think that we were able to feel that way, at least in first voting, but even more so as this crazy year went on. Now, you guys, we're going to post an official announcement soon but the day that your episode will be released is going to be a special day for this podcast because our last episode will be the next episode after this and we're recording it live and we're gonna it's gonna be a fun interactive experience but if you want to join for that you're more than welcome to oh no i'll definitely probably maybe check it out (laughs) (laughs) ben and i will be in the same bed by then you sleep together oh yeah oh yeah we have to have room for the dog somewhere yeah, there's only one bed that they share. I mean, you're the ones for storage. And Ben is a great big spoon. Well, Owen and Ben, it was a pleasure to have you on Dear FBI Agent. And we hope you enjoyed being here and it was great to catch up. And I hope the FBI gets a word of this pretty soon. They should by now. I'll be sending them a file if they don't pick it up on their own. Thanks for having me on the podcast. This discussion has been really fun tonight and it's been good to catch up with you guys and uh, to everyone out there and have a great year. Hey everyone, you know what time it is. I'll tell you what time it is. It's testing one, two, three time, baby. That's right. We compile the montage of all of the audio tests me and Jonah did for our episodes. That's right. Jonah found the testing um, uh, very annoying, but I found it absolutely necessary. We hope you appreciate this compilation of deleted scenes, if you will, that showcase all of the testing for the audio and the behind the scenes production that dear FBI agent has never showed you before. Enjoy, if you dare. Hey brother, how we doing? 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 Hey broski, how we doing? Broski, broski, broski. What is up, mitochondritoski? Mitochondria Toski is a good animal. It started with the evolution of the Toski and died. Well, no, Mitochondriakoski uh, served in the U.S. Senate from 2011 to 2013. Yeah, he was a liberal senator, uh, supported a lot of progressive issues, uh, including yeah. uh, a $20,000 minimum wage. That would be nice. That would be, be very nice. It would be nice. All right, this is Louis. Jonah, say something. Mic one, mic one, checking mic one. Okay. Hello, hello, this was fun. All right, Steven. Hello, check, check, one, check, two, one, two, 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 three. Great. Number nine. Okay, uh, can each of the Potempas say something? Hello, so. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Hello. Hey, guys, what's up? <laughs> <laughs>
this is this is fantastic. I'm very excited. Hey, brother, how we doing? Very fine. Very fine. I don't know why I said that. I'm stressed and I'm <laughs> pissed off. This is taking way much more time than it needed to. I know. This is this is a bunch of crap. Yes, I know. Now you're gonna have to leave the Zoom again. Hello. Oh, Jonah. You. So I just. Yeah. <laughs> Great. I've got two more hours on my Viagra. Hello, hello. Test, test, test. Jonah. Hi. Jonah. <laughs> Jonah. What? Jojo. Uh, Jojo. Jo- jo, I mean. I said that. Who? What? I've said like a thousand things already. We're not listening. Great, that fulfills that. Hey, bitches, it's Dear FBI Agent. How you doing, Jonah? Not very nice. They they care. They want to be here. Hey, brother, how we doing? I don't know how you can keep the same energy with all these takes all day long. This is stupid. Hey, 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 how we doing today? I hope this is your test for audio. That was very uncomfortable. Uh, you know, actually, yeah, we should test. Can you say something, Jonah? I've been, I've been talking the entire time. Okay, great. Don't talk for a second. Let me test. Let me test. Let me test. I am testing. We are testing. One, two, three. Testing. We're testing the audio. Testing the audio. Excited to test. Jonah, can you say something? It's been a little bit since we've last tested. I hope this goes just as smooth. It should. There's no reason why it wouldn't. Uh, Matt, you wanna wanna, wanna say something? Testing this audio is so much fun. I'm excited to be on this podcast. Excellent. Beautiful. All right. Testing, testing audio, testing, testing. Everybody gets a test. Test. <sighs> Everybody gets a test. You go to Marilago, you get a test. Do you wanna say something? Uh, yes, sir. Testing. I'm testing. I'm also <laughs> testing. Yes, I'm testing as well. I'm oh te- my God, she escaped again. Okay, now we're going to start talking dirty to test that. Okay, so, you know, you know what I like to do. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yes. So, how do you feel that you're the father of Louis' kid? What, Jonah? I'm going to be a father? Wait. But no, you, no, you're not. Do not Louis, listen. You, you didn't tell him yet? Why would I tell him? Because he's the father! I will see you in hell! Testing, testing the audio. Testing. Jonah, can you say something? I don't know why I'm just thinking about this now, but it makes so much more sense, and it would be so much faster if just our guest tests, because it's the same for us every time. Well, it might not be. You gotta be it always test. is. Testing, testing, one, two, three. Jonah? Yeah, you'll see, JP. Um, this is the testing is always stupid because we you, the, the way that we hear Louis again is the way it will sound. JP, you want to say up? something? Not really. No. Nope. Have to say something. Well, uh, thanks for coming then. Uh, oh, yeah, no problem. Great to see you. Hello. I woke up 20 minutes ago. I have not brushed my teeth. That is okay. It is. <laughs> also, clothless. Oh. Is that correct? Huh? Gear off. Not wearing any pants? Uh, I am wearing pants. They're pajama pants, though. Ah, nice. Okay. Let's check Uh, out this recording. Testing the audio. Testing the audio. Testing the audio. Testing. Oh, my God. I like that, Mr. God. We're done here. Testing the audio. We're done testing. 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 One, two, three. Oh, my God. Just like that, another episode is over. If you guys are still here, honestly, thank you. Of course, the months, the many months Louie and I have put into this, it has been 
quite the journey. And unfortunately, it is soon, very soon, coming to an end. And assuming you guys are still here, still listening to me speak, it means a lot. Just want to thank you all. Hopefully you guys can join us for our live series finale, but if not, that is okay. We will still, we will still be hearing it. Just, you know, you won't be in on the fun, but that's okay. Thank you guys for helping us finish the series. Music for the last time. For realsies, take us home.